You're tuned into the Good News Radio program. My name is Norm Gullinger, and I'm privileged to be able to come and share some good news with you this morning. This next half hour is a half hour Christian programming being sent your way by the people at Good News Fellowship Church in Gary. And we pray that it's a blessing to you every Sunday morning. Hopefully, you look forward to waking up and uh, turning on the radio, catching some good news. I'm going to read a verse in Psalm 34 here when we get uh, going, but uh, one announcement here we have. Uh, Actually, with me this morning on the radio, Tom Shanklin will be sharing in a moment, but uh, we have also a service this morning at 9.30 with uh, Tom and Susan, and I guess Susan's going to be sharing a message uh, with us, and uh, for those of you who uh, are familiar with uh, Tom and Susan, you know Susan is very uh, outgoing and, and entertaining, so I'm sure that it will be a lively message, and so we invite all of you listeners, if you would like to come, it's uh, at our church in downtown Gary at uh, 9.30 this morning, and just a uh, time to come and uh, be touched by the power of the Holy Spirit. Psalm 34, verse 22, it says, The Lord redeems his servant, and no one will be condemned who takes refuge in him. It's thinking about the love of God and the, the grace of God, the power of the cross, how God has provided salvation that word salvation uh, means more than eternal life. Eternal life is the probably the greatest gift we can be given, but it also does refer to uh, uh, the health and uh, provision in our life. So God's uh, grace, God's uh, desire is that uh, all will take refuge in him, all will receive that gift. And uh, as, we, as I was listening, uh, coming into Ada this morning, I heard on the news about two little boys who are lost in, uh, in the Bemidji area. And uh, Tom, as I was saying with you just before we went on air here, that uh, it touched my heart thinking about two young boys. Uh, they were riding a four-wheeler, I guess, and uh, I'm not sure the, the details, but they haven't been found yet. So we, uh, we pray for them, pray for God's uh, hand over them wherever they are, that they are safe. Amen. Pray for God's uh, protection, God, and pray for the the people hunting, and uh, pray for them to be found safe and sound in yes. Jesus' name. And, and I was thinking, as uh, as I was thinking about the young boys lost, and kind of paralleling it to to uh, people who don't know Jesus, too, are lost and uh, helpless and out in the cold. Amen. <laughs> and I was picturing <laughs> picturing their situation. I don't know, you know, what happened to them, but uh, we do pray that uh, you know God God will find them. And yeah. that they will be brought safely home, and and I don't know if that uh, leads into your message at all here, but Tom, we welcome you. Thank you. And I ask you to you know, come and share a word with us here. Amen. Amen. Well, it's so good to be with you, Norm, and and uh, the all your listeners today. And you know, just first of all, I want to thank God for you and the people of uh, Good News Fellowship Church that who uh, put this broadcast on, and those that support it financially and with your prayers, because this is such a blessing. Uh, that the gospel's going forth in this area through through your broadcast, and uh, it's it's so meaningful, so powerful, and the fact that you have <clears throat> done this uh, week after week, year after year, uh, people have been able to hear the voice of the Lord and the Word of God through this pro- program, and I thank God for it. You know, we were Susan and I, of course, were on. Uh, the station here, KRJB, KRJM, also were, for. Yeah. You know, uh, I guess a couple years, and yep. we really enjoyed it too. 
But uh, you're carrying on. You don't, you, know, you don't quit. Praise God. That's great. Yeah. So wonderful. Uh, yeah, as you mentioned about the, the two boys that were lost, and uh, it comes to mind the, the old hymn, you know, Amazing Grace, I once was lost, but now I'm found, was Amen. blind, but now I see. And it does really tie in with our message today. Uh, and I, I think you'll see how in just a minute. Um, let's go in our Bibles to uh, Romans, the third chapter, and uh, the 19th verse we're going to begin with, but let's pray first. Heavenly Father, we're so thankful for Jesus Christ who came and paid that price on the cross that we could be found, that we could be saved that we could have eternal life and that we could know you and, and that uh, we could be in relationship and fellowship with you. We thank you for that. Father, we just pray for our listeners today, Lord God, that they would be encouraged in you. And Lord, any that are outside of the way that have not found Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior would find Jesus today and know the gift of eternal life. Thank you for the opportunity of sharing the good news today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right, in the uh, <clears throat> Romans, the third chapter, the 19th verse, it says, Now we know that what things soever the law saith, it saith to them that are under the law, that every mouth may be stopped, and that all the world may become guilty before God. So it says here that the law, the purpose of the law, is that everyone would become guilty. Well, God's ultimate purpose is not that we would be guilty because we know in Romans 8, he says there is no condemnation to them that are in Christ Jesus. But my point today is that before we can become justified, before we can become forgiven, is that we must know that we're guilty. We must know that we are sinners. In the uh, 20th verse now, it says, Therefore, by the deeds of the law shall no flesh be justified in his sight, for by the law is the knowledge of sin. In other words, the law lets us know that we're in sin. Verse 21, But now, and this is talking about since Jesus came, Now the righteousness of God without the law is manifested, being witnessed by the law and the prophets. Even the righteousness of God, which is by faith of Jesus Christ, unto all, and that includes you and I, Norman, and all our listeners today, and upon all them that believe, for there's no difference. Praise God. There's no difference. Verse 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. I want us to think about that verse today. It says, all have sinned and Amen. come short of the glory Amen. of God. And, you know, last night in the service, we were talking about the prodigal son. I love that story because I so relate to the, the prodigal son. I mean, I was a prodigal. I was wasting my life with riotous living just like him. You know, I was, I was on drugs. I was in alcohol. I was in all kinds of sin. I mean, I was a sinner. I mean, you didn't have to wonder if I was a sinner. I was a sinner like, like the prodigal son. And so, you know... Sometimes we look at folks' lives, you know, that are out of the way, that are, you know, um, drunkards or, or whatever, you know, that are living an immoral lifestyle, and we say, man, they really need Jesus. They really need Jesus, you know. And, uh, and we kind of think that, yeah, they're the ones that really need the Lord. That's why Jesus came. But here we see, the Scripture says clearly, all have sinned. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So my title today and my main thought is goody-two-shoe. 
centers, <laughs> goody two-shoe centers. You know that saying, uh, you may have, may remember that. I guess it's from a, a, a nursery rhyme or uh, something like that. But the goody two-shoe person is the one that does everything right. Yeah. You know, everything is looking pretty good, you know, mm-hmm. in their life. I mean, from the outward appearance, mm-hmm. it's, uh, they're, they're living a pretty good life. And, and there's a lot of folks like that and around, around this area. I'm sure there's lots of people that are goody two-shoes. I mean, they do everything right. Uh, they work hard. Uh, they pay their bills. They pay their taxes. Uh, they go to the right church. They've been baptized. They've been confirmed. I mean, they've got every, all their ducks in a row. I mean, you look at them, they may, they've got an exemplary life. But yet, the Bible said, all, including oh, them, yes. have sinned yeah. and come short of the glory of God. Okay. So, you know, when I came to the Lord, there was no question. I mean, I knew I needed salvation. I knew I needed forgiveness. But sometimes it seems there's a problem with folks that live a pretty good mm-hmm. life yeah. that just don't realize that they need salvation. And Romans 5.12 tells us that uh, sin passed on the human race through Adam, Mm -hmm. and death by sin. You know, sin kills you spiritually. Uh, God told Adam, the day that you eat that fruit, you will die. He didn't die physically, but he died spiritually. Mm -hmm. There was a separation that came between Adam and God. And Adam and Eve hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. And then, of course, God uh, removed them from the garden and set up uh, uh, flaming uh, swords that the uh, angels with the flaming swords so that they could not get back in and eat the tree of life. There was a separation that came. And that's why Jesus had to come, to eliminate that that separation Mm -hmm. and to bring forgiveness of sins and bring healing. Yeah, You talk about a goody two-shoes sinner. I guess I would put myself in that category because I uh, look good. We, uh, my wife and I, we were attending church and we had our family there and uh, everything looked like we were just fine, but the one problem I can testify in my life, although Lori, my wife, she had accepted Jesus earlier in her life, but I had never made that cross where you come across and, and say yes to the Lord. I had just kind of went through the motions, you might say, because I uh, kind of followed what was the acceptable procedure. Mm-hmm. Go to church and do this and do that, and um, you'll be fine. But uh, finally come alive that I needed Jesus in my life. Right. Because, you know, it's a heart. It's a matter of yeah. the heart. Yeah. And, you know, a person can do all the external things and, and look pretty good on the outside, mm-hmm. but still not really be right with right. God. There's a yeah. scripture in, in Proverbs that said, the plowing of the wicked is sin. Well, you know, I mean, uh, I've seen some of the farmers out plowing already this spring, and, uh, you know, it, plowing doesn't seem like sin to me, you know. I mean, it seems like a pretty noble yeah, thing. Pretty, I, right. I mean, I'm, I'm a, I, I love farming and, and the, whole, the whole thing of that, you know. But, but the Bible said the plowing of the wicked is sin. How, mm-hmm. can, how can plowing be wicked? Well, if, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons. Right. Yeah. If your heart is not right, then all your efforts are, mm-hmm. you know, uh, a righteousness that's filthy rags, according to the scripture. Yeah. So there's a couple of scriptures here, Norman, that okay. we were going to gonna look at, and uh, they, yeah. they kind of confirm this from the words and the lips of Jesus. Uh, Matthew 21, 31, is that correct? Yep, that's there. right. Uh, which of the two did what his father wanted? The first they answered, Jesus said to, said to them, I tell you the truth, the tax collectors and the prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God 
ahead of you. So he's talking here to the uh, chief priests and the elders. You know, these were religious leaders. These were religious men. And he said to them, the tax collectors, which were notorious scoundrels, they were, they were thieves in those days, and the harlots, you know, the prostitutes, go into the kingdom of God before you. Now, how can that be? You know, here's these religious folks. They are, they're not going to make it, but the, the tax collectors, the, the thieves and the harlots are going to make it. Why is that? Well, because <laughs> the thieves and the harlots realize they're sinners. They realize they need forgiveness. See, this is, is so important that we recognize that we need salvation. You know, sometimes when we talk about salvation, we use the, the, uh, the thought of the ABCs of salvation. And number one is admit you're a sinner. Number two is believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross of Calvary for your sins and rose from the dead. And then three is confess Jesus Christ is your Lord and follow him. So the ABCs of salvation, the first one is admit you're a sinner. And that's, that can really be a stumbling block for some folks. I mean, it wasn't for me. I, I, I could admit easily, you know, I knew I needed forgiveness, but I hadn't come to the point where I surrendered my life to him. I know from my, from my uh, testimony, too, there were times in my younger years growing up where I felt really drawn to make confession of Jesus, but then just was... I know held back or a while I didn't uh, respond because well, I just thought well that's just not the way I was raised and not the way that we do it right and uh, so I, I you know I just kind of had that gap where I never connected with Christ because of that thought it is that you know there's different ways to get to heaven and and this is the one way and I'm in a different way so I kind of held me back but, well you know Jesus said uh, your traditions yeah have made the word of God in that effect. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we get into a rut of a tradition, a man that says, well, this is the way, you know, you're born into a Christian family and you do X, Y, and Z, and, yep. and therefore yep. you're going to heaven, you know. But we have to get back to the Bible and That's see right. what, what are the words of Jesus? What are, what's the gospel really about? Why did Jesus die on a cruel cross? You know, why did he shed his blood on that cross if we didn't, if we could earn our way, if we could just be yeah. good enough, yeah. you know, to get to heaven, yeah. then why would he do that? Right. Yeah. No, I, you know, as you were reading in Romans, I'm just, I, maybe I hope I don't divert you here, but I, I have this thought that Romans says, all have sinned and fall short. And then verse 24 said, and I like to put the word in, all are justified freely by Amen. his grace. Amen. <laughs> you know, yeah. That aspect of, of the, uh, there's a problem. All are sinners and fall short, but there's a solution. Amen. All are justified freely by His grace, and I, and I think, of course, like we're talking, the the key is to receive that gift. The key is we now to recognize we That's need right. to accept that That's gift. Right. Yeah, because you know, why would you receive a gift if you don't know you need it? <laughs> right. You can. I like to think of. Of uh, you know, I, I think of probably one of the worst people. You know, I think of a terrorist, probably a, a, a suicidal bomber. Maybe he's got a bomb and he's heading to a spot and appointed time to detonate it. Right. And I just picture Jesus walking alongside of him, holding out this gift of eternal life. Say, Come on, receive yeah. this. I have this for you. Well, yeah. You know, he wants. He's he's even reaching out to the worst of the worst. Right. But well, uh, it's a you know it's it's something we have to recognize. Well, you think of. Uh, Paul, who was Saul, 
on his way to um, persecute Christians, throw them into jail. He was there when Stephen was murdered. Uh, he was a killer and persecutor of Christians. He was a terrorist. Right. Paul was a terrorist. And yet Jesus appeared to him and uh, said, you know, why are you persecuting me? And, of course, he was converted on the road to Damascus. So the worst sinner uh, can be saved. So, uh, but it's important that we realize, hey, we need to be, we need to be saved. You know, that's kind of the, that's kind of the first point. There was another verse there. You, yes, you gave me Matthew 23, uh, 27 and 28. It says, woe to you. Teachers of the law and Pharisees, you hypocrites, you are whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside are full of dead man's bones and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside, you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside, you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. And Jesus had his harshest words for uh, the religious people, the tradition that were binding people up in tradition and keeping them from the kingdom of God. And here he says, you're, you're white at sepulchers. You know, you look good on the outside, but you know what? On the inside, your heart's not right. And uh, so, you know, just examine your heart today. If this is ministering to you or maybe that's someone else that you know, uh, just pray and let God speak to you because God has offered us a wonderful free gift of salvation. You cannot earn this gift because Jesus paid the total price. And as you said in the 24th verse there, he says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Now, whenever you see that word justified, what it means is made righteous. There's two kinds of righteousness, the righteousness that you try to earn by being good enough. And then there's the gift of righteousness. You see, that's why it's so important to recognize, hey, I'm a sinner. Paul said, it's a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners of whom I am chief. He recognized he was a sinner. Jesus came to save sinners. So it says we're justified freely. You don't have to earn it. You don't have to pay the price through the redemption. You see, the redemption means the price that he paid whom God set forth to be a propitiation through faith in his blood. Now, there's another uh, theological word, I guess you would say, propitiation. It's not a word we use every day, but it means that he was a substitute. That when Jesus hung on that cross, he absolutely took our sins in his own body on that tree. He, he took our sins, Norman. Yeah. Every, you know, God allowed our sins to be placed on that mm-hmm. pure, spotless Lamb of God. Yeah, it's, it's awesome to think of, uh, think of the love of the Father, actually thinking how He loves us, but there was a problem. We were sinners. Somebody had to pay the penalty, and it had to be a perfect sacrifice, which we could not do. And he, God provided in His Son and uh, made Him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, so that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. And you know, think about the Christian message. What an awesome fact of the love of the Father. You know, like you last night you shared on the prodigal son and the love of the Father, how he looked for the lost son to come back. And that's the, the heart of the Father, is that every one of you listeners oh, yes. would receive this great gift that he has provided. And and you know, sin had to be dealt with, it had to be uh, I don't know what the word, you know, God had to had to uh, 
provide the, the payment for sin. And yes. it was done on, in Jesus, not on us. And so it's in Christ. And that's the, the message of grace that we have. Amen. God's, God provided. Yeah. As it goes on to say here, to declare his righteousness. Mm-hmm. See, what we have is Jesus' righteousness. <laughs> My righteousness will never cut it. But I've got Jesus' righteousness for the remission of sins. That means getting rid of the sins. You know, my sins are gone, praise Praise God. Yeah, Yeah, that's awesome. (laughs) A lot of things I'm ashamed of that I used to do, but you know what? It's all gone. It's been washed away through the forbearance of God. To declare, I say at this time, his righteousness, that he might be just and the justifier of him Mm -hmm. that believes in Jesus. So the key is, admit you're a sinner. Believe that Jesus Christ actually died for your sins personally and rose from the dead. Mm -hmm. And then confess him as Lord. Let him take over your heart and let him be your guide. Confess him as Lord and follow him. Man, your life is going to change. Praise God. Yeah, God's got nothing but good things for you. And Tom, as we're nearing the the end of our uh, time here, I I think uh, I'd like to encourage you, if you'd like to lead the people, I, I sense there are people out there that... Maybe the message is coming alive, or they've never heard it like this before, but uh, they wonder, okay, what do I have to do? How, do, how does this work? You know, to receive this gift, what do I need to do? So I was wondering if you would want to minister that to them for a few Absolutely. moments. Absolutely. You know, the Bible said that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the mouth... Man, or with the heart man believes unto righteousness, with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. So what do you need to do? You need to believe, and then you need to confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord of your life. It doesn't say you have to belong to a certain church, or you have to go through a certain ritual, but you have to believe in your heart, because this is a matter of the heart, and then you have to confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. So I'd like to lead you in a simple prayer that will change your life if you do it from your heart. Just say these words. Just say, Dear Father, thank you for Jesus, your Son. I know I'm a sinner. Forgive me of my sin. I believe that Jesus died for me as my substitute. And I confess today, Jesus, you are my Lord. I will follow you. Thank you for saving me and making me new today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Tom. Yes, that's the most powerful message we can proclaim and the most important decision every person needs to make in their life regarding Christ. And and uh, thank you for sharing the word and the gospel. I want to remind you, listeners, that uh, Tom and Susan will be at our service this morning at 9.30 at Good News Church, downtown Gary, if you can make it for that. And... Uh, just want to encourage you to, if you made a profession of Christ just now, you need to uh, tell somebody, you need to, to do, you know, to, to kind of seal it and uh, do offer if you have no, you know, pastor, somebody to go to, or you can contact us, mailing address, Good News Fellowship Church, Box 161 in Gary, if you need to, if you want to contact us. But if somebody, you need to, you know, step out and uh, and make it make it sealed, make it certain that uh, this is real. This is something you have really desired and, and, and wanted to do. And God has uh, touched your heart. So thank you again, Tom. We're going to uh, 
conclude the program this morning with a song that appropriately is entitled Born Again, <laughs> and uh, I pray that uh, that uh, as uh, this music ministers and as the word has been shared and ministered, that uh, you have been touched and be born again, starting all over. Praise God. A brand new day, new creation, as Second Corinthians 5.17 talks about. So may God bless you all in Jesus. We pray you have been blessed and encouraged by this message from Tom Shanklin Ministries. Tom Shanklin Ministries is reaching the world with the good news of Jesus Christ. We invite you to become part of this worldwide evangelistic outreach through your prayers and financial support. To request our free monthly newsletter, you can reach Tom Shanklin Ministries at 507-407-HELP. That's 507-407-4357. Visit Tom Shanklin Ministries online at tomshanklin.org or send cards and letters to Tom Shanklin Ministries, P.O. Box 4144, Mankato, Minnesota, 56002.